Good evening. That's pretty good. I can try. Shalom to all. Starting at a fresh mission on the bottom of Daf Pehe on the base. Um, and we're going to be discussing some halachos of Truma and Meiser as it relates to marriages that really weren't quite as good as they could have been or should have been. And we'll be learning uh, a full blot up until the Mishnah and almost the very same spot on the bottom of Pei Vav Amid Beis. Uh, housekeeping announcements, the learning for the next few days is going to work as follows. Tomorrow night is only one blot, not a blot and a half. Friday, nothing. Shabbos afternoon, an hour before Mincha, one blot. I'm sorry, Shabbos afternoon, 45 minutes before Mincha, only one blot. Um, midnight, um, the night of Shavuos, Saturday night going into Sunday is going to be one blot as well. And then Sunday afternoon will be one blot. Everything is one blot. It's just not on, uh, just not on Friday. So we're really going to be behind for Friday and Shabbos and we'll catch up in the middle of the night uh, on Shavuos night and then we'll be all set on Shavuos night. I hope I have enough time to do a, a brief halachic sugya to expand it just a little bit, a little bit of breathing room in the learning world. If we have some time, hopefully we will. Otherwise we won't. We'll see. The Mishnah begins on the bottom of Pehe Amid Beis. Bas Yisrael me'ureses l'kohen. Regular Yisrael woman, she's engaged to a kohen. Or a me'ureses mi'kohen, a woman who's pregnant from a kohen, but she's no longer married to him. Or a shomeres yavam l'kohen, a woman uh, was married to Ruvain, and Ruvain died, and now she's a shomeres yavam to Shimon, and Shimon's a kohen. V'chein, bas kohen l'Yisrael. And a relationship with a bas kohen who's married to Yisrael. Lo sochal truma. In all of these cases, women are not able to eat truma. So if you look back at the cases, the Yisrael, the Uresis, the Kohen, the woman who's pregnant from a Kohen, and in all of these cases, there's no truma. That's case number one of our Mishnah. Case number two, Bas Yisrael Meureses Le Levi. The first part of the Mishnah was all about Kohanim. What about a Bas Yisrael who's engaged to a Levi? Or Meuberes Me Levi, or she's pregnant from a Levi, but no longer married to him. Or Shemeres Yavim Le Levi. Ruvain and Shimon are brothers of Levim. Ruvain was married to Rachel. Ruvain died. And then she falls to Shimon. Be'yibum, he's a Levi. Chain Bas Levi Le Yisrael. And all of these cases, Lo Sochal B'Maiser. We know that, of course, Levim get Maiser, Kohanim get Truma. Fine. The third case of the Mishnah, Bas Levi Meureses Lekohen. So the first two cases were Yisrael to Kohen and Yisrael to Levi. Now, what about the mix of the two higher statuses within the community? Bas Levi Meureses Lekohen, a Bas Levi who's married to and engaged to a Kohen, or Meuberes Mekohen, a, a, a Levi woman, a Bas Levi who's pregnant from a Kohen but not married to him, or this Levi woman is Shomeris Yavim Lekohen. She's about to get married to. Shimon, who's a Kohen, through Yibum, Bechain Bas, Kohen, the Levi. In these cases, Lo Socha, Lo Betruma, Velo Now, there's a lot of things that jump off the page here that really are complicated, and we're going to go through pretty much all of them over the course of the next plot. The Gemara says, as the Gemara opens two lines from the bottom on Pehamid Beis, wait one second. The Tehe Zara, Zara, Milo, Achla, Bemaiser. Why is it that in the second case, uh, when we're talking about Meiser, why can't she eat Meiser? You're allowed to eat miser. That's not a problem. A levy can have miser, and so can other people. A czar is allowed to eat miser. If you take a look at Rashi, Rashi gives the Marimakom as to how this works. On the bottom line of the page, the Pasuk says, and there are certain types of miser that are problematic. However, miser rishon is not one of those one of those problems. So why does the Mishnah seem to say that this Bas Levi is not allowed to eat the miser? And the Gemara responds, Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Shmuel Hamani, who is the author of our Mishnah, Rav Meiri. Either one, because it says V'chein Bas Levi that was married to a Kohen. Uh, the second case was the Chain Bas Levi Yisrael, even a Bas Levi who was married to Israel. And all on all of the iterations, it's both. It's when she's the wife. 
Yeah, it's when she's a Yisrael married to a Levi or when she's a Levi married to Yisrael. It's in both cases. So the Gemara says, whose shita is this that says um, that there is a limitation on the Meiser? That's of Meir. He to Amar, Meiser Rishon, Asr Lazar. The drasha that we saw in Rashi, he doesn't agree with. He says that a Zar is not allowed to eat Meiser. Zar, in this case, doesn't mean a non-Kohen. It means a non-Levi. It's a Zar relative to what they're allowed to eat. And of course, a Levi can have Meiser. And what's the Brisa where we see this Shita of Rav Meir, that Meiser Rishon is Asr Lazar, and Tanya turning to the top of Pevav Medalev, the, the Brisa says, Truma la Kohen, Umaiser Rishon Lelevi, Dibir Reb Meir. The mayors of the opinion that a Truma can only be eaten by a Kohen, and Meiser can only be eaten by a Levi. Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah, Matiro la Kohen, he does in fact allow it for a Kohen. The Gemara is bothered by the language of Matiro. Matiro, Michlal de Ika, Man de Asar. Are you saying that even according to Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah, there's a Shita that would forbid this? Ela'ima, the Gemara corrects the language, is no sin la Kohen, no sin la Kohen, we give it to the Kohen, with no implications of anything. Uh, at all. Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah just disagrees with Rebbe Meir. So again, this is the Marimakum that we had that we tried to answer. We said, why does our Mishnah limit uh, Maiser Rishon from Azar? And the answer is that we hold like Rebbe Meir, who holds that Maiser Rishon is Asr Lazar. And the Gemara says four lines down on Pevav Manal of my time at the Rebbe Meir, why does Rebbe Meir hold the way that he does? And the Gemara responds that we have a Hekish. Amar of Acha de Rava. Is it Rava? Yeah, Amar Avacha Berei de Rava, Mishmei de Gemara, that we have a tradition, Ki es Maiser b'nei Yisrael asher yarimu l'Hashem Truma. If you look in this Pasuk, what do you see? You see the language of Maiser and the language of Truma in one Pasuk. So therefore, Rav Meir has a drasha. The drasha is as follows, Ma Truma asur lezarim, just like Truma as it relates to a Kohen, cannot be eaten by a non-Kohen, af Maiser Rishon asur lezarim. He says that we have this Hekish in the Pasuk, and this teaches us that there Therefore, in our Mishnah, when it says that Azar is not allowed to eat Meiser, that's a Meir Shita, and that's based on the logic that we just saw right here. It's based on the Hekish, that because the Pusik says Meiser and Truma together, it teaches us that Matruma Sur Lazar, Maf Meiser Rishon Asur Lazar. Says the Gemara, if there's a full comparison between Meiser and Truma, well, maybe we should extend all of the Chumras of Truma over to Meiser. What do we know about Truma? I Matruma Chayavan Alav Misa V'chomesh. We know that when it comes to truma, that if the wrong person eats, um, if the wrong person eats truma, they're chayiv misa, and if they eat it by accident, they're chayiv b'chomesh. They have to pay a penalty fee. So then the Gemara says maybe we should assume af ma'isra chayiv and alav misa b'chomesh. Really, what we're saying is great, Rav Meir. You provided a beautiful mari makom to indicate why azar is aser to eat ma'isr. However, if your hekish is true, then maybe we should say the onshin of Truma are also extended to the world of Meiser. Says the Gemara, we cannot say that. Why? Because Amar Kra, one Pasuk says, that they will die when they make this profane, when they do something wrong with Truma. And the Pasuk also says, and we darshan, the, the operating, we, we darshan some of the words in each of these plukimits. The word bo is veloba Meiser. The punishment of Misa by Truma is excluded from Meiser. And when it says, so alav, the word alav is below al maiser, that there is no onish on, um, on maiser of chomesh. Fine. Rav Meir still has a beautiful approach to be had. How does the dissenting opinion, how does Rav Lazar ben Azariah understand these marimakomos? If we really have a hekish between maiser and truma, and if that hekish is to teach us that just like by truma it's asr lazarim, so too by maiser it's asr lazarim, then how then can Rav Lazar ben Azariah say anything other than what that hekish means? So, of course, the answer is that he argues on the hekish fundamentally, and he says the hekish is different.
The Rabbanon, what would they say to this approach of Rav Meir? Matruma toveles, just like truma, not from the word toveles, like goes to the mikvah, but it can become tevel. It can become aser. Tevel is untithed food. So therefore, ma truma tovel is just like truma can become tevel, and it can create a serious chiyuv in halacha. Af nami tovel. So that's how Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah would read the drasha. Uchadetanya, we have a brisa that supports this idea. What is the brisa? Third, a quarter of the way down, pevav medalev. Rebbe Yossi Omer, yachol, you might have thought, I might have thought that one is only going to be chayav on tevel when nothing was removed from that food. But and if only truma gadola was removed, but not maiser rishon, or maiser rishon was removed, but, but not maiser sheni, even if all that was removed was maiser ani minayin, how do we know that one would still be chayav in such a case for eating tevel? Talmud Lomar, the pasuk, they have two different psukim. You're not allowed to eat within your gates. Uh, and the Gemara says that we have a drasha that clearly stipulates that if it were to be the case that something wasn't removed from, uh, that even if only Maiser Ani was removed, we'd still be Chayev and Tevel. So the Gemara says it's based on these two psukim. Had it been that it was learned out from the Hekish from above, I might have thought that eating that Tevel in this case would have only been a lab, that there would be no punishment of uh, the Isra of eating Tevel, which is a Chiyuv Misa. That there is an Isra of eating Tevel, and it would be a Chiyuv Misa as well. And Lishnachrina, a very similar version of what we just learned with the same conclusions, just a little different gymnastics as to how to get there. The Gemara says halfway down on Pevava Medalev, Lishnacharina, Maiser Rishon de Tavil. How do we know that, that Maiser Rishon would still become Tavil? Midrabiosi Nafka, we learn it out from Rabiosi's Drasha, that, uh, the, 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 where the Gemara says, what is the Drasha there? Uh, or his uh, Gzei Roshava that, he, that we learned out earlier from Rabbi Yossi and the Brisa, and says the Gemara, I might have thought there as well. If I learned out from Rabbi Yossi, I would have misunderstood and thought that the punishment of eating Tevel by Meiser would have only been a lab and not, and not Isra Misa, that that's not true. So the Misa, let's summarize. We learned in our Mishnah that in a case where a Levi, a Bas Levi is involved with a Yisrael, or Yisrael, uh, Yisraelis is involved with a Levi, that she's not allowed to have the Misa, according to Rav Meir, uh, because Rav Meir holds that, uh, that the Isra of Zar uh, applies even to a Levi, even to a non-Levi. Says the Gemara, Kimta, how did we clarify our Mishnah? We said Kirav Meir. But if that's true, then I don't understand that at the end of, the, of our Mishnah. What does our Mishnah say? A Masefa, it says as follows, Bas Levi the Kohen, that if you have a Levi woman who's engaged to a Kohen, Ubas Kohen le Levi, or you have a woman who's a Kohenes in, uh, who's married to a, a Levi, Lo Sochal, Lo says the Gemara, I don't understand. Even according to Rav Meir, these people can still fall back on their laurels and go home. And when they go home, they can eat because a lady who goes back to her house, she's a boss lady, she can eat if she gets divorced from her husband. And the same is true for a Kohenes who goes back to her house. Why then do we restrict people, even if they're a boss lady going home and a boss Kohen going home? Why do we restrict them from their respective Meiser and Truma? And the Gemara responds, Eino no senes rishus litro. Eino no senes rishus litro. So we say that no. What we're saying is that she's allowed to um, 
that she is not allowed to give permission to others to do truma. That's what eina ochelas means. It means eina no senes, that she's not allowed to give uh, other people permission. Michlal says the Gemara, that's true, and she's only engaged. However, dinesua no senes rishos. Maybe the din should be that instead of only being engaged, but when she's actually married, she is allowed to let other people take truma from her husband's food. Says the Gemara, that's exactly right. In, she is. If she's married, she's allowed. Ve'atanya, as the Brisa writes, the Pasuk says, that uh, you're allowed to eat it everywhere, you and your house. That if a Bas Yisrael is fully married, then she's allowed to have other people take Meiser, take Truma from her husband's food. No problem. Says the Gemara, how do you know? Three-fourths of the way down. You say that the way we understand this is about whether or not she has permission to allow Truma to be taken from her husband's food. Maybe we should say it's much simpler. It's only about eating because that language is anyways reflected in our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, we can't say that. Amrus, we already said, we know that a woman is a Kohen and that's more Chamur than Meister. She's allowed to eat the Meister. All the more so she's allowed to eat. So therefore, she's allowed to eat. Uh, all the more so she's allowed to eat Meister. And therefore, it can't can't be that that's what the pasuk, what the Gemara has meant, because it's too obvious, and therefore it must be that what it's referring to is a woman who is fully married is now allowed to have other people take Truman Meiser from her husband's food, and says the Gemara, Mar Bere de Ravna Omar Lomar, what's going on here? Shein Cholken La Meiser Beveisagranos. What's going on here that we don't give her rishus is that she's not allowed to go down to the Beisagranos to the place where the where the grain is ground up. I always wondered, is the word granos and grain, are they uh, etymologically tied? Just the modern word of grain. There are so many words that if you look through shots, like the word maven in English is from the word maven. And there's a lot of words like that. I'm always curious as to how that works. If anybody has seen any sources on this. Granos, besa granos is the grain place and granos, G-R-N, it's just very similar. No? Sounds right. Totally made up, completely made up. Okay, that's what the Gemara says, is that we don't allow her to go down to the threshing floor where all the grains are. Why not? Well, there's a machlokas about this. One is because we don't want her to be alone with people, with other men, because that's an Isra of Yichud. And the second is a different concern, is that if she ever gets divorced, she might then be a surah to benefit from these foods. So says the Gemara, I could understand you restricting her from going down to the fresh threshing floor of the grains because of Yichud. I don't understand. If you're concerned about her becoming a grusha, who cares if she she becomes a grusha. Grusha baslevi miloach lebemaiser. If she gets divorced and she's a baslevi, who cares? She can eat it anyways. That shouldn't be a reason to restrict her from going down there. Yichud is, I understand. But if your concern is not yichud, then there shouldn't be a problem at all. Says the Gemara, you were worried about a baslevi. According to that line of reasoning, grusha baskoin miloach lebetshuma. Obviously, that's not what's going on because your question is obvious. Of course, that's true. So what's going on here? Says the Gemara, five lines from the bottom. Ella mishum grusha bas yisrael. What we're concerned about is if the woman who married this lady is a Bas Yisrael. When she gets divorced, she's not able to benefit from the grains, and therefore we have a Gzeir Darabonon that she's not allowed to go down to the threshing floor. Well, wouldn't she know if her marriage Doesn't matter, because even if it's, even we don't allow a Levi or, or Kohen either. We don't matter. It's a Gzeir Darabonon on a lip. For sure, the Yisrael can't eat it. That's for sure. Right. But we don't even allow the Levi and the, and the Kohen. It's a Gzeir, just like a low plug. Women are not allowed to go down to the threshing floor in this regard, in this space, to give out food from her husband, to let them take Truman Meiser, because, because in the event that they get divorced and the wife happens to be Israel, she may erroneously think she can eat the, eat the grains, and that's not correct. 
Says the Gemara, Yihachi, why then does our Mishnah say, my area meurases? It should say, Afilu Nesua Nami. The bigger Kiddush is in the case of Nesua. Says the Gemara, you're right. Logically, that's true. But I did the Tanaration meurases, Tani Namasefa meurases, only for the sake of symmetry in Mishnah. Do we have the language of meurases in our Mishnah? Another Brisa that's very similar to the one that's at the very top of this page, Tan Rabbanan. That is the exact same language on the top line. Just different people. Rav Meir and Rabbi Akiva seem to agree that Chuma can only be eaten by a coin and Maiserishon can only be eaten by a Levi. And Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, who was the same dissenting opinion on the top of the page, not only did he argue with the opinion of Rav Meir, he also seems to be arguing with the opinion of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah Omer, as we turn to the top of Pevava Mitbez, Lekohen, that the Maiser can be eaten even by a Kohen. Says the Gemara, Lekohen below the Levi. What do you mean? It can only be eaten by a Kohen and not a Levi? You're, you're restricting Maiser even to a Levi? Says the Gemara, no. No, it means Ema Af Lekohen. Now, it clearly wasn't what Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah meant. All it means is that it can, the Maiser can be eaten for sure by a Levi, and it can even be eaten by a Kohen. Says the Gemara, my time to Rabbi Akiva. Why was Rabbi Akiva, like Rav Meir, why was Rabbi Akiva of the opinion that the Miser can only be eaten by a Levi? Because the Chsiv El Halavim to that bear, Ve'amar Talihim, Ve'levim Kamishta Ikra. The Psukim were only talking about Levim. So he looks in Chumash Rabbi Akiva. He's like, why are you guys talking about Kohanim? It seems that this is a restricted food. It seems that only Levim can eat it based on the Psukim. Says the Gemara, V'idach, what would Rabbi Lazar ben Azar say back to Rabbi Akiva? No, kid Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. Of course, Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi lived a long time after Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah lived. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi was an early Amora. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah was a Tana. But nevertheless, the principle works. He obviously didn't quote him by name. The Gemara is putting words into Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah's mouth. Why is it that we're not bothered by the fact that the Pasuk says Levim? Because kid Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, four lines down, Pevav Mibes. Dom Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Be'esrim Ba'arva Mokomos Nikru Kohanim Levim. There's 24 times throughout Tanakh that Kohanim are referred to as Levim. And in this Pasuk, when it says on line two, that's talking about Kohanim. We see many examples of this where Kohanim are referred to as Levim. Rabbi Akiva. What would Rabbi Akiva say about that? Rabbi Akiva's whole Svaru was that the Pasuk says Levi. So Rabbi Yeshua and Levi is right that it's really talking about a Kohen who's a Levi or a Levi who's a Kohen. So then why would Rabbi Akiva restrict it only to Levim? Rabbi Akiva, you can't say that. Why not? Because that the food can be eaten anywhere. And that's only true of certain people. There are places where the food can't be eaten. The Kohen is restricted from the cemetery, for example. So if the mice are sitting there, the Kohen can't access it. So therefore we say, Rabbi Akiva says that this is not one of the cases where Kohen and Levi are synonymous. They are different. Levim and the Pasuk was, was a particularly chosen word. And therefore, Levim can eat Meister, but nobody else can. The Idach, what would Ben Azari say back to this? That's called Hecha Debay, Delobay Choma. All we're saying is that his only restriction is it has to do with a walled city. But otherwise, he can eat everywhere. Obviously, he can't go into a cemetery. That's Nisr Doraisa, if under non halachic circumstances. But it doesn't mean that. It's just, of course, you can't go. That's a technical issue. That's not a conceptual issue. And says the Gemara as a parenthetical comment, that if in fact the Kohen would eat this while he's Tame, the halacha is that he would not get Malkos. And there was actually a story about this. Hahi Ginta, to have a shakil. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah was a Kohen, and he used to go to this particular field, and he would take Maiser Rishon Minan. He would go take out the Maiser Rishon. So, a very strange story. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah wanted to go eat Maiser, and all of a sudden, he walks up to the park that he normally goes into, and in the single entry park, he sees that Rabbi Akiva is burying a mace right across the entryway. 
He knows Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah is a coin. So says the Gemara, Lazar Rabbi Kiva, Hadre le Pisca le Kivre. Takes a dead body, digs a six foot grave, puts the body right in, in the entrance to the gates of this place where Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, who's a coin, was going to get Miser. And Omar, the Gemara says, Omar, he says, Akiva betarmil of Onachai. Akiva is going to have his little pouch. Rashi here says what we're talking about is a little pouch that was slung over the shoulder that was used by shepherds. By poor people. The Anachai, I'm living. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah was a wealthy gentleman. So, whatever this means, I and the Marasha for different Pshatim and what's going on here as to what this kind of language is. And Itmar, the Gemara asks a question. According to the Shita that says, and this is the Shita Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, according to the Shita that says, that not only can Levim eat Miser, obviously, but also Kohanim can, why is it that they have to share? Why is it that the Levim, whose por portion of people's food is Miser, why do they have to share it with Kohanim? So says the Gemara, a third of the way down on Pevavim and Beis, that's Pligi Bar Reb Yonasan Vesavi. The Machlok is between Reb Yonasan and the elders of the community. One is that it's a, it's, a pun, it's a punishment, it's a consequence, because the Levim did not come up to rebuild the base of Mikdash with Ezra. And according to some, the reason why the Kohanim are allowed to partake in the Miser is because when a, when a Kohen is Tameh, he's not allowed to eat Shuma, limited in his food opportunities. And therefore, the Levim have to share the Miser. Says the Gemara, I understand, says the Gemara, that according to the first opinion that the reason why Levim have to share their Miser with Kohanim is because they're give, being given a slap on the wrist for not having gone up with Ezra to rebuild the base. Mikdash, I understand. But if, if the reason why we're saying that the Kohanim are allowed to eat the Miser of the Levim is because the Kohanim are telling me, why is that the Levi's problem? Why is that his problem? Tell them to go find other food. That's the, the miser belongs to the Levim. Why? That doesn't make sense. So therefore, the Gemara says, you're right. Halfway down, base, heading to the next Mishnah. Elakuli Alma agrees that Kansa Shalo Alubime Ezra. Really, the deep reason as to why the Levim have to share Meister with the Kohanim is because they didn't come up to rebuild the base of Mikdash with Ezra. What, is, what are Rav Yonasan and Savi? What are they arguing about? What are Rav Yonasan and the elders arguing about Marsabar and one is that the consequence only applies to poor people. And the other Shita holds that Kohanim, when they are Tmeim, they're treated like poor people. Says the Gemara in the, in the parentheses, which we are going to read. According to the Shita that says that the only people who are eligible to partake of Miser are poor people. Well, Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah is rich. So therefore, it makes perfect sense to restrict Kohanim from entering. Therefore, he put a dead person at the entrance to this gate. But according to the Shita that says that Kohanim are treated like Anim, even if they have financial wealth, but if we're going to say that Kohanim are treated like poor people, why then would Rabbi Akiva restrict Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah from going into this field to eat? And the Gemara says two-thirds of the way down, If the reason you're showing up is because you are a Kohen and there was a Knas, then I understand you're right. You have a merit to enter the field. But if you're thinking that this is your portion, that's not true and less lach. Says the Gemara from a historical background. How do we know that the Levim did not join uh, Ezra on his aliyah to Teres Yisrael? Says the Gemara, the Pasuk reads, 
ונחנה שם ימים שלושה, ואבינו ועם ובכהנים ומבני לוי לא מצאתי שם. There were no בני לוי found over there. That's a very clear פסוק. אמר רב חיסדה בתחילה לא היו מעמידים שעות שונה מן הלווים. It used to be that the לווים were the ones who were, who were the, the guards. שנאמר בשעות שמעלים לפניכם. However, because they, they didn't show up with Ezra, the, the Gemara says, עכשיו אין מעמידים שעות Ella mi Israel has to only be from Israel. That there need to be a lot of uh, a lot of judges, a lot of shochim, uh, a lot of officers, but they have to come from Israel. We'll stop right here at this mission on the bottom of Pevavamid Bays. We'll pick up tomorrow night with just one blot, and then after that we'll pick up Shabbos afternoon, followed by middle of the night, followed by Sunday afternoon, followed by Monday afternoon. Wishing you all a beautiful night. I'm so thrilled. I am thrilled.